Hello, hi, I'm Amanda and welcome to Yellow Orchid Podcast. back to the podcast. I am so incredibly grateful to have you guys back on the podcast today. Last week, we dove into a conversation about lockdown, how that's been going and learning the important lesson of patience during this time. This week, we're going to dive into a little bit of a different conversation, speaking about all things boss babe with a very dear friend of mine. She is a woman after Jesus's own heart, a fierce businesswoman, a community leader with the most sunshine personality and the warmest heart. She's none other than my dear friend, Sunny Tembani. And I'm so excited that you guys get to join our conversation today. So it is lockdown, as we all know. And no, we are definitely not in the same house, same room same environment but we as women always make a plan so here we are and let's dive into that conversation okay so welcome to the yes. podcast i'm so glad to have thank you, you. On. um we're at thank episode, you for having me it's a pleasure um we're on episode two and i was just thinking while planning all of kind of the five episodes um just uh-huh. who I'd have on what I would do um mm. and I just thought okay I have to do an episode on just being a boss babe and just owning your own space um and you're yeah. the first person I thought of I don't know if you know this wow. I don't think you do know this um the first time I like encountered you I was very terrified I was what scared to say the least what? at that time you were in corporate and you literally just gave me all of the boss babe vibes and I was like, oh, this is hectic. <laughs> I was like, you, okay, I am not worthy of this woman's time. So I'll just no wait. look at her from afar. <laughs> that is crazy because you like I so as someone who is in media, publications, PR, but like the written side of it and publishing. I think you're like absolutely amazing. You're like a trailblazer. So I've always looked at you like, oh my word, like how does she find these avenues? Like what is she doing that we're not spotting? Like how does she see these gaps? She's amazing, you know? And it's like, Highlight of the highlights. It's not like a highlight reel. It's like consistent highlights, you know? So it's not for real. So when you sit stuff, I'm like, is that a joke? No, it's it's crazy how we like see each other. Because I think, especially because at that time I didn't know you, I hadn't really met you. I was like, okay, Mm. I'm clearly like, we're probably never going to be friends. I'm not worthy of her. I'm not worthy of her time. And I was just like, geez. And then when we did become friends, I was like, Oh, this is possible. This is possible. Oh my word. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, she, she, she's my friend. I was like, okay, I made it, y'all. Like, she's cool, but, but clearly I'm not too far behind, you know? No. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but like, in at what point in your life did you realize or kind of just like figure out that, you know what, I am a boss babe? <laughs> sure. So um, the term boss babe, I think, firstly, is just so vast. And like it's, it runs across a really broad spectrum. Um, 
and before I get into that, I I always try to like highlight that boss babe. Boss babe means you earning your space, and um, whether you're a mother, whether you're a sister, or family orientated, or career woman, or just a wife without the kids, like you need to own your space and do whatever you do well in order to like be a boss babe. Doesn't matter what space you're in, as long as you're owning it. But I think I realized I wanted to be the typical boss babe, like in terms of career, when I realized I could actually build the life of my dreams, no matter how long it took. And as soon as you work hard, and you get the results you wanted. Like it starts in school. You work hard, you get a great result. You're like, oh my word, I am that girl. You know, <laughs> I can get a distinction. And then you take it to university and then you take it to work. Like I'm going to write this article and it's going to get published and I'm going to get um, accolades or I'm going to feel like I gave this my all and I'm going to make a name for myself no matter what space I operate in. Yeah. And then I think you start to realize like, you really can build the life you want to build and the reputation you want to build with credibility and consistency, you know? So you have to put in the work, that's for sure. You don't just get to claim it, but you also can't be like apologetic about it. Yeah. So I think I just realized you can be a boss babe, but still be really nice, but not be apologetic about how hard you work and being okay with saying, I did work mine. Face off to get yeah. here, you know, and I don't even think I'm anywhere near the level of boss babe I want to be at. But again, it's just owning the moment you're in right now. Yeah, that's what, that's very interesting because I think for me it was a little bit of like an opposite. I knew in school I was never going to be great. I was literally just average. I was good at what I was doing. Like I did, uh, I did drama and I did history and what I mm-hmm. did like big <laughs> subjects. So I was good at what I was doing, but I wasn't like getting straight A's. So I was just like average. Even uh-huh. bossy, bossy was so overwhelming. Like I was doing okay. I wasn't failing, but I was just like, yo, too much yeah. is happening. Then I realized, you know what? I have yeah. so much else going on for me rather than academics that I feel like I'll excel yeah. so much so more in that than just focusing on something that I feel like I'm being overwhelmed by it. And I feel like yeah. I'm probably going to go into some sort of a depressive state if I'm focusing on this one mm. that I'm not doing so well in that I feel like I'm not yeah. doing so for yeah. me, it wasn't even like feeling like I can be a boss babe, but I felt like I could do so much better doing something else rather than focusing on mm. all of the bad things that I felt was bad. Everyone else yeah. was bad, but I felt like it was bad. And I didn't want to put mm. myself in a space where I would probably just sit and mope every single day. And I felt like had I not done that in the time that I did in varsity, I feel like I wouldn't be where I am right now. I think I'd be a completely different person, which is sad to think because I don't ever want to think about where I'd be had I not done a certain thing. But like, I don't know. I feel like I haven't really found like a definitive like definition for like boss babe for me personally because I'm just like, I don't see myself as a boss babe because I'm still kind of just figuring it out, I guess. And I think like all of it, all of us are figuring it out and something you highlighted so beautifully something I constantly try to stay aware of um, is the fact that to be I think to be a boss or a leader and to kind of fall under the category of boss babe I think the healthy approach to do it is to kind of acknowledge your blind spots I think people run away from their blind spots but I don't think we should when you know your blind spots you kind of know 
where you should be playing on because you want to be playing on your strengths. So when you know, actually, I'm really not graced in this kind of area. I don't have this inclination, but what am I good at? And I mean, that's where passions come alive and you get lost in your work because you really just love doing what you do and then you start to feel fulfilled. And I think that's very incredible. And I think we're always going to be evolving, but we're always figuring it out. You know, I'm... I think in a crossroads, I'm like, hmm, so what does the next <laughs> little while of life look like? You know? Yeah. I have to consider career choices and what I envisioned for my life. I envisioned for my life and what choices I'm willing to make. Because I think something we forget and something I keep reminding myself of is that I'm responsible for my own life yeah. and where I wanted to go. And I have to make hard choices sometimes. And although they may be hard and sometimes easy to avoid, I'm going to have no one else to blame when I start doing the, I wish I could have or should have, I would have, if I wasn't dealt this. You kind of just need to own it. Yeah. And just do the hard things, do what's necessary because you have to be aware of the fact that you're going to have no one else to blame but you when you don't have the life you wanted. Sure, that is so true. No one owes you anything. Yeah, that's very, very true. I, I don't know. I don't know about you. I don't like using the word balance. Um, but mm-hmm. with all of the hard choices that you had to make in your life, how has it affected all of the stuff that you do do that make up your lifestyle? Like the different things, like being like a full time like career person, plus doing the stuff mm-hmm. that you do on the side, plus being a sister, plus being a community leader. <laughs> Like all of the things that you do, how have those hard decisions mm-hmm. kind of shaped all of that into a lifestyle? Sure, man. I I think the hard decisions, all of them have hard decisions because I constantly have to sacrifice, right? Yeah. But you sacrifice with purpose and a vision. Like what do I want to be remembered for when, when I die? Yeah. And does this fall into that? Then I'm going to do it and then I'm going to prioritize it. I think that's how I weigh up the decision making, you know. So I want to be all those things. And something I also fully believe is we can actually do it all. Probably just not all at the same time. Yeah. So I think you can be a great mom, great career woman, great this, great philanthropist. But these things have seasons and you add one thing at a time onto your plate. So I try not to be reckless, but I also try not to underestimate how much time we have. I heard a saying not too long ago, actually ages ago, about how Beyonce has 24 hours in a day like me. And then it's stuck. Like, she really does have 24 hours in a day and she's done the amazing things she's done. What's stopping us? We we have a lot of time. I think it's just a matter of utilizing it well. I don't think I utilize it well even now. Um, I have late uh, late nights and early mornings and I'm on my phone a lot, partly because of my job and partly because I like to stay connected and in the know. And I'm a community person, so I like to stay in touch. But I think it's just understanding that you really have more time than you'd like to think. And you can't take off a lot of things in your to-do list in a day than you kind of let yourself believe. That's very true. I think also with that, I think that's very funny because I also, I actually saw that on Twitter like quite recently with this whole uh-huh. being at home and working from home thing. Um, that kind of yeah. saying of fiance is the same 24 hours kind of resurfaced. And it's very funny yeah. to think because at the end of the day, yes, she does have the exact same 24 hours, but I think that saying, like reading that kind of just like makes someone a little bit more depressed than it should actually motivate someone. Because I feel like sure. a lot of people are like, 
yo, Beyonce has accomplished so much. I haven't accomplished anything. And I'm like 30 years old. And now you just wallow in it because you're just like, wow, okay, my life is over. And that is not kind of like the purpose of all of the stuff that people like say. I feel like it's kind of been, Mm. I know I'm taking this very, very dark, but when I read it, I was just like hectic. And then you read through the comments and then people are like talking about all sorts of things. And I'm just like, yeah. Sure, okay, people are like really hit hard by this. Like, it's not yeah. just like a joke and let's keep it moving. Like, people actually like they want to do big things, but they're so scared. Yeah. They're just like filled with kind of self doubt and also just like, I don't want people to think I'm trying to be like whoever. I'm trying to do this because whoever yeah. is doing it. But like, they actually want to achieve big things, but they just don't know how to start, how to do it, how to just get up and go. Yeah. And I think that's the most like important thing for me that I've kind of learned is that I feel like with a lot of things that I've wanted to do and I've planned to do and I dream of doing, it's a matter of just like getting up and doing it. And it's yeah. not like you True have story. to plan it out and you have to think about it and it has to be perfect. You just have to get up and do it at the end of the day. Um, especially yeah. with just like building yeah. a lifestyle and being able to kind of be in there with friends and building communities and all sorts of things. It's not about like thinking about, okay, I need to approach it this way. I need to do that. It's just literally doing it. And then you learn from that experience. Yeah, so true. Um, I th- something that's blown my mind recently, um, actually, it was it stemmed from a message Steve Penny preached at church um, about... Sometimes you just need to take a, the plunge because you might get it wrong. And then, and then I read a couple of Bob Goff material and he also is just like, no one's expecting you to get it right and get it perfect. I mean, if you all if you were all knowing, you wouldn't need God, right? Yeah. <laughs> like we're all learning. And it's so I think it's so easy to become complacent in comfort. And complacency is never good. And I think you kind of need to start getting comfortable with growing pains. Like if I'm going to pursue growth, there's inevitable discomfort. So I just need to make peace with that. And just need to make peace with the fact that my validation comes from God, not from people. So if I get it wrong, the one person who validates me isn't going to hold it against me. So we move, Yeah. <laughs> you know? You just have to keep on doing what you need to do because again, you're literally going to have no one else to blame but yourself. Yeah, that's very, very true. Wow. Um, I think we find so many excuses to wallow and stay in one place. I'm, I'm actually a little bit blown away. I'm not even lying. So a lot of people, I don't know if they know this, but you're actually very young. You're probably going to be like, yeah. oh, what are you talking about? But you're actually <laughs> very, very young. And in the space that you're yeah. in, have, have you ever found that you encounter people who look down on you for your age or like don't actually give you the respect that you deserve because you're in that sort of position. Yes, you are young, but at the end of the day, you're mm. doing what you're doing. You're leading people. Um, have you ever mm. found that that's been kind of just like a an issue? Yeah, definitely. Um, man, age is one thing on its own, but being a woman and being in my mid-20s and being black, it's like, wow. It's just like, give them all to me. You know, so being a 25-year-old group manager, woman of color, it's like, and now I'm having, I'm the only person on, of color on group level and the people that I'm having to lead are people of color who are, some of them quite elderly and demand respect and don't understand why 
how I'm a young girl, just a young girl in their eyes, yeah. um, but in the office with the boss. So it's like I could either get caught up trying to justify that or just choose to be humble, but still be unapologetic. And I think that's the balance we need to try to manage as we like build the lives you want to build is that you need to stop apologizing for how hard you've worked. Yeah. Like no one's done favors for you and it doesn't need to make sense to everyone, but you can still maintain humility. Yeah. I think mean, that's a thing. And just meet them with compassion. Yeah. But ageism has definitely been a thing. Um, and it, it, it ranges from all kinds of groups within the workplace in terms of age, race, gender, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> it doesn't make sense to a lot of people, but I kind of need to make peace with the fact that not everyone's going to agree with why you're here and how you're here, but you don't need to agree with them. You just need to keep doing what's gotten you where you are and what you need to be doing to get to where you want to be. But then how how do you kind of not mistake humility for being like, for lack of a, a better word, a doormat? Sure. So humility is being willing to listen and hear out um, why there might be tension or why there might be this constant friction. Yeah. But even when they do voice their opinions, you can say, I do hear you. But you can always take it back to the objective of why we're actually here, which is to get a job done, yeah. you know, and you're not here to step on toes and nor are you expecting anyone to step on yours. You're going to respect people and you're expecting the same from them, but you don't need to be taking everyone's criticism and welcoming it with open arms. You can hear them. And if it gets emotional, let it be known that it doesn't need to get emotional because we're here to get a job done, which is something I think I've struggled with, like having to be warm. Like I... I'm warm. I love people with everything in me, but in the workplace, it almost flips. So I still love people. I will always fight for the people because I feel like if you take care of your people, everything else kind of just gets taken care of because they become invested. I'm such a believer in that, but I'm also very aware of the fact that we need to remember we're here to do a job. That was the objective that brought us together. Let it be the objective we prioritize, you know? And if your moods and your emotions are going to hinder that, something's really wrong and it needs to be addressed. And I won't be the one apologizing for that. Because yeah. I think when I start apologizing and like going above and beyond to make you okay, I think that's when I'm becoming a doormat. When I take your criticism and take it to heart and let you get away with overstepping boundaries, that's being apologetic and a doormat. And I think that's not kind to myself. No is a kind to you because you're going to go through life thinking that's okay and someone's going to shatter that somewhere along the way. Yeah. You know, it's going to close doors for you somewhere along the way because no one wants to work with unpleasant people and no one wants to work with an emotional mess whether they're on the hot-headed, angry, extreme side or the super soft, timid, crying, super scared all the time side. Yeah. You know, don't know if that makes sense. But no, it really does. Yeah. So that's kind of how I've navigated it. Like, how do I be compassionate? And be human, but still maintain my strength. Yeah. Because I'm still always gonna be strong. And you kind of need to remember, like, there are young people and young girls who also started as waitresses like me, um, having to really work hard, um, who are kind of looking to me to see how this is done. And I can't be teaching them inaccurately or teaching them to be sorry for every move and be scared of every person being offended. You need to be aware of the other people who aspire 
and what you're telling them with your actions as well. Yeah. That's great. Wow. So like what I Yeah, it's like almost like what I'd want my daughter to see if she was looking yes. to me and wanting to work up the ladder. Like what could I want her to see? A mom that's like apologizing with Francis, no. As I want her to be strong so she can be okay, you know? And yeah. know that it's okay to be like actually this is not okay. This is not going to be done this way. Let's take it from there kind of thing, you know? Yeah. That's really good. Um sure. <laughs> <laughs> we we spoke of, we kind of spoke about it at, at not yesterday the day before. Um but mm. you don't have to obviously get into detail and stuff. Um mm. but the last time you felt kind of just discouraged. How mm. were you able to kind of overcome that? If you haven't overcome it, how are you like working through it? So I think I'm always not always discouraged but I think there's always an area in life that's not quite where I I want to be and I think that's part of the journey. I don't think it'll always be like that but my career I'm always building my relationships I'm super intentional about family restoration and closeness something that's very close to my heart and um, and when I lose perspective of the fact that it's a work in progress it does kind of get to me. So <laughs> how i get over discouragement is so i'm super christian if you listen to this and you don't know this i i love jesus i have another thing that's had to come up like being able to be like i like god i love god but it doesn't make me any softer than the average human being yeah. i'm not going to be walked all over because i'm christian i think it's a part of if you stand for something it needs to be a part of your brand through and through because we all have a brand right a personal brand and if mine is jesus free card working girl next door i need to live that through and through so yeah. i i need so for discouragement specifically i always just turn to my bible and trusted voices in my life but i'm also aware of emotional independence where possible so i don't want to be a burden to everyone and make everyone doctor full or my therapist um when something is wrong but i always do turn to the bible or like i listen to a sermon that's really encouraging and relevant to how i'm feeling to just kind of gain perspective because i think the bible i'm sure actually the bible covers every issue under the sun so i'm I, i'm always guaranteed to find an answer in the bible or even if it's an answer like a sense of comfort so that's what i always do and i always remember that my life is indeed in god's hands and the future that i want he probably wants more than me and even if it might look a little different or we have to do a bit of a rerouting mm. it's going to be better than anything i can imagine or even fathom so of course i'll turn to god then you know yeah so and i think it's different for different people depending on their beliefs but personally i'll always turn to a trusted friend or god and remind myself that it's okay to acknowledge that it sucks and it's not how I want life to be right now but I can find comfort in the fact that it's not going to be this way joy comes in the morning right yeah so um speaking of having like trusted friends um especially mm. in like a space of being like a female who is in mm. a working space who is owning their space how Uh-huh. like how have you been able to kind of build a community because i think right now we find that we really want to support each other especially as females yeah it can be a little bit difficult um and it can be a little bit daunting and scary um because yeah people, yeah like, as i said in the beginning like i was very terrified when i first like saw you and i heard of you because i was just like <laughs> i don't feel like i'm worthy um but at the end of the day, like we're all just 
females who are kind of in awe of each other and we kind of respect each yeah. other. How are yeah. you personally able to build a community? So first, I think what's helped me is that I can't have hidden agendas. Um, when building friendship, you can't have hidden agendas or unrealistic expectations of people because people are all going through stuff and all managing different dynamics of life. So I can't put my happiness in their hands in any way. You know, friends do make um, life a lot more fun, but it should be healthy. And I think when you put heavy expectations on people, it just makes it unhealthy. And I think... um, so along with not um, having agendas or unrealistic expectations is that try not to make it based on reciprocation. Um, So don't expect people to reciprocate every little kind word and every kind gesture you do. Your heart at its core needs to be generous, you know, with time and resources and love and kind of wait for God to surprise you with where it comes back or how it comes back and where it even comes back from. Like you can't go through life expecting everyone to reciprocate every single kind gesture. I don't think that's healthy because then it becomes like a fixed transaction that almost gives me a little um, sour taste in my mouth, you know? And um, yeah, and make it known. Make it known that you love people. Make it known that, so I'm one of these people like, I will make it clear. And you'll know this because you knew I wanted to be your friend as soon as I got to know you. I didn't wait to be like, girl, we needed it or something. You know, like, oh, you're amazing. Like people need to know that you see them and you've taken interest in them and you're really keen to get to know them. Make it known that you love people. And I think there's so much fear around making friends and being honest with how you feel and um, how you're hopeful that they'll be someone you get to do life with. But why? so weird to me like making friends isn't as easy as people try to make it out to be yeah you know it's not like you just randomly wake up one day and you're friends with people it has to be intentional and it takes courage and it takes some stepping over comfort zones but you do it anyway so well how else are you gonna do it you're gonna make it no and be kind and as i said like i'm basically obsessed with jesus so like he loves extravagantly (laughs) And in a very uncomplicated way, that's what I'm going to do. My standards of friendship are always going to be high because I think I I try to do everything very well. So if I'm a friend, I'm like a full-on friend. Yeah. Um, and if someone does something a bit questionable or doesn't love me the way I feel like I would have liked to be loved, I take it back to the expectations thing. Like, oh, human. Yeah. And thank you, Lord, that you love me. Um I just need to maintain my side of the standard. Does that make sense? Yeah, it really does. I think for me, what I've kind of had to learn um, was that a lot of people, like you were saying, are not going to love you the way that you kind of expect them to love you. Yeah. Um, And it's like, it it is a little bit of a hard truth because sometimes when you do come to someone with something, maybe you're sad or whatever, and you're like, and Mm. then they don't really respond the way that you would have liked them to respond. But you're kind of just like missing the whole point of that. It's not about what you expect from them. It's what you need at that moment. It's not about expectations. And it's not about them trying to make you feel good in that moment. Because you're going to feel good in that moment. But then tomorrow, you're still going to feel the same. And you didn't receive what you needed. You received what you wanted. Yeah. 
And yeah. I think that's like something that I've had to like consistently learn. Because sometimes I like in the past I would feel like, geez, okay, I would have, I really would have liked her to kind of like, say something different. Yeah. Okay, that's cool too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's something that I had to learn because I feel like I also went through the same thing in some of my friendships where like they also expected me to say something, and I was just like, but that's not how I feel though. This is what I feel like. Yeah. You or you should go about this this type of way and it's like something that you mm. kind of just have to grow into I feel like yeah yeah but I think it's very very important what you were like saying about like the reciprocal energy like you you should not go into it expecting someone to feel a certain way or to act a certain way or to receive it a certain way um yeah because I feel like right now when you scroll on Instagram and you look at like different quotes there's a lot of stuff about like reciprocation and you see a lot yeah. of that in like quotes and stuff like that and it's something that yeah. kind of had to like really kind of think about because not everything is going to be mm. reciprocated people are not going to yeah. receive things the way that you expect them to receive it and they yeah. like you don't go into something to get something out at the end of the day yes I was just about to say that yeah yeah it's like you can't treat it as an investment you know like <laughs> yeah we're investing time but it's not like a I put in this and I'm going to get out this and a friend of mine actually two very wise friends have told me about the levels of people in your life and the closeness of the trusted voices and the people we just hey how are you cool thanks bye you know obviously I'm not going to put in the same amount of vulnerability and just I'm always going to be transparent but I'm not always going to put myself in vulnerable positions just about everyone like some of my deepest darkest secrets I'm not going to talk to people I only say hi to or hug or see at church you know yeah. there are core friendships that I know even at my own core that they've got my back I've got this and I've lost count of what they've done for me and what I've done for them because it's not like a tit for tat transaction Yeah. You know, so I think there's a lot of wisdom in also knowing that you don't want to be in a friendship where you're taken advantage of. So it's another thing you have to balance that I'm not going to keep tabs on how much I'm giving or how much I'm doing, but I'm also not going to be unwise and let people take advantage of me and just be takers. You know, you can receive but also give and it's in so many different ways. You yeah. know? I think that you should add a motivational speaker to your list of things. <laughs> Yeah. Stop. 100%. When lockdown is over, we're planning your first seminar. So, it's so weird that um you touched on that. I actually I've, I've always um, been very passionate about women owning their spaces and leading. I think that's definitely part of what I've been called and purpose to do. But um so I got invited to a speaking engagement a prominent one just before lockdown they sent me the paper I was like oh let's go yeah. I maybe told one or two people and then it was coronavirus I was like Lord what is happening and I was supposed to just break through and what is happening and then I just got reminded that dreams are never lost yeah. and even with the whole lockdown thing it kind of puts things on hold people are clamping down on budgets even stuff I do for clients on the side people are like no I can't afford to do that now and I'm like Lord, but I thought we were on a, a mission here to build and I was just reminded and I think whoever's listening here might might need to be reminded too that dreams are never lost and God's in the business of rebuilding like he had to rebuild a lot of things and people needed his help to rebuild a lot of things for his purpose you know yeah. and for promises to be fulfilled so I think that's also one thing throughout life whether career or the 
marriage or relationship or friendships you envision for yourself, they can be rebuilt and dreams are never lost. So it's amazing <laughs> that you touched on that. Oh, oh yeah. Encourage me. This is like an affirmation. Like, yes. <laughs> After lockdown, it is 100% happening. I feel like you could still even do it now during lockdown, but obviously you're going to be busy now with basically going back to work. Um, but yeah, I still feel yeah. like it's something that you could do though. Just like a, a live on like YouTube or Facebook, just like a webinar. Type. What? I feel like it would be really cool. Oh my word. That is hectic. You're like such a go-getter. Nothing faces you. This, when you put your mind to something, something I absolutely admire about you, always have, probably always will, is how when you put your mind to something, you just do it. So I'm hoping that will rub off on me and I'll be like, cool, let's go. Give me a talk. <laughs> we will talk about this other side and we will do this, actually. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm keen. I'm so keen. I think like, again, fear can cripple you. Like I believe in a prudent pause of wisdom but not like a permanent paralysis out of fear, yeah. you know? So I love that. Thank you, friends. Yeah. like a nudge in the right direction. Okay, <laughs> so to end off this kind of discussion, um, one yeah. last question. Um, what is one song that just gets you pumped up for life? Get ready for the day, get ready for your week, and let <laughs> So um, I initially thought that my boss babe anthem would be like who around the world but it's like it really isn't like if I'm a Beyonce stan but if there was a song that really kind of gives me that oomph it's just grown woman where she says I'm a grown woman I can do and I can do whatever I want Ooh, you know it's a pretty it's a really good one right so let me stay at some point so I'm like Ooh, let's go I'm a grown woman um, but I don't really listen to that much secular music but every single day you're going to think this is so lame but every single day I listen to Good Grace by Hillsong purely for the lyrics take courage hold on be strong remember where your help comes from which comes from the songs of a saint so I'm like every single day charging up that mountain going to shine the light of Christ in the marketplace and I need to remember where my help comes from so whichever task that comes to me it helps me because like every task I have to face I'm like I know where my help comes from no matter how daunting or hard it may seem like where am I going to start I remember where my help comes from so that's my anthem every single day ooh that's so good <laughs> well thank you this kind of brings us to the end of everything and right oh, at the time as well. That's so great. I thought the time, you know how Zoom brings up like the timer and I thought it was going to flash yeah. in your face. Oh, that stresses me out so much. Yeah. But wow, mean. thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, friend. Um, mm-hmm. and thank I'm you, friend. To kind of, what, what do they call it? I'm going to petition for you to be on Forbes 30 under 30. This is my petition. Um, and friend. This is what you deserve. You must own it, claim it, receive it. I receive. <laughs> and also, like on a serious note, thank you for like the platforms you're creating and the trail that you're blazing. And like, I think the influencer scene is so underrated, especially in PE. And you're like blazing a full-on trail there in media and keeping it so dynamic and making sure people know that you're not just beauty but you're lots of brains too and heart and personality and character such a holistic um representation 
of a media personality and media mogul in the making. So I'm like, you, you shine. It's absolutely incredible. I'm like, I'm like I, don't know even, I don't even know why you look and sound so surprised. I'm, 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 wow, I don't even know what to say. Own it, girl. Oh, Own it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I just feel like I'm doing what I would have loved someone my age to have done for me. Great. So, Great. I, don't, I, I don't know. That's why I feel like I don't know how to take compliments because I'm just like, I'm just being me. I'm doing what I love to mm. do. Um, and that's I don't amazing. know. I'm very, I'm very bad at compliments. But thank you so much. Wow. It's such a pleasure, girl. It is the truth. And I think soon enough, you'll also realize that actually this is what I was born to do and it is what it is. And I'm going to start saying thank you unapologetically because what else would I be doing? Yeah. You know? Good. Challenge yourself. I'm so happy with this. This is so much fun. It really was. there you have it. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation that I had with Sunny. I hope this motivates you, encourages you, and I hope that you enjoyed the episode overall. If you did, please share this with a friend. And here's to being fierce boss babes, owning our space. Have a great rest of your day, a wonderful rest of the week. And until the next episode, goodbye.